Welcome to Car Wash, the podcast, your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. So put it in neutral, feed off the brakes, and take your hands off the steering wheel, because here we go. Here is your guide on this journey, David Begin of Begin Insights. Hello, Car Wash Nation. Thanks for listening to this episode of Car Wash, the podcast. I got a special guest with me today, Dave Edwards, who's the manager and owner of the Car Wash on Hamlin Highway and Dog Wash 2. So there's both. And the Car Wash on Route 6 at Howley up in the Poconos. Is that correct, Dave? That is Car Wash Holly. Yep. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining me. We just got finished with a great car wash with meteorologist in Northeast Pennsylvania, Stefano DiPietro. I think that's how you pronounce his last Stefano name. Stefano DiPietro. DiPietro. Okay. I'll get yeah. better at that so, as we yeah, go along. So, that was an exciting conversation to to record, and I, I hope your listening audience finds it informative and humorous, probably, you know. So, yeah. No, I, I think so. In the I, life of a weatherman. Yeah. I think I think that'll enjoy it. And you know, it'll be beneficial. You know, I, I think as you and I were talking, we're all kind of closet meteorologists anyway in the car wash business because we're always having one eye on the sky and one eye on the TV screen figuring out what's going to happen. So we can either get maintenance done or we can tell employees to come or not come or close our wash if we need to. I planted a weather station on each one of mine just as an advertising gimmick. <laughs> you know, I, think, I think that's a great idea, Dave. And I thought about doing that with our car wash. You know, the weather underground allows you to publish weather from your weather station and they use it for forecasting and yeah. for, for reporting. But do you have it linked up to there? You know, I haven't been as diligent in the last uh, couple of years. You know, I, I didn't make a tremendous investment in the equipment. And fortunately, it takes a lot of abuse from the weather on, on some of the outside equipment. You know, but yes, it was a good gimmick, but also a good read. And I was linked up with Wonderground which is now owned by, I think, the, the Weather Channel and a subsidiary there. You know, but it, it was just one of those other ways that if somebody punched in weather and the zip code back before geo-tracking and all of that, they knew they were getting it from the car wash on Hamlin Highway. You know, and, and so it was more of a sales tool marketing than it was being a public service. No, I think it's great. I think it's great. So tell me a little bit about your car wash journey. How long have you been in the car wash business? And what got you into it? So we're just coming up on our the close of our first five years here in Northeast PA. And how we got into it, I like washing my truck on a Saturday morning, uh, especially to self-serve. I'm kind of one of those guys that drops, you know, $20 and quarters in a self-serve bay and just get the satisfaction of washing my truck, you know, with the useful amenities at a local car wash. And But I never really thought of owning a car wash it really wasn't in in my childhood or early adult dreams our journey into the car wash business was quite by accident and it just the, the site that we now have at, at hamlin kind of fell into our lap and in early 2015 this existing car wash it's about a mile from our our second home our weekend home in the poconos used to be a full service tunnel and had four self-serve bays and in early 2015, it went up for sale, and the place was in shambles. It looked like a junkyard, and though still limping along, the site, you know, had had seen better days. 
It's actually one of the design builds from Andretti Hana back in the in the early '90s when when they were a partnership and expanding facilities out here in the east. But my wife and I, uh, both career construction managers, had talked about one day owning our own business. So we took on the challenge. To us, it was sort of like a project. (laughs) So we purchased it, turned this business site into a successful car wash business again, and uh, and really restored the faith in the community to use uh, this facility once again. That's fantastic. Yeah. So you you got you got a great opportunity there by buying a wash that need a little love and attention. Yeah. You know, a lot of sweat, a lot of sweat equity. Good. So you're you're relatively new in the in the game. I I kind of got the impression just from our time on the ICA new investor panel, you've been doing it quite a long time. So that's a testament to your interest and diligence with your car washes. I was the guy that sat, I had actually been open for about nine months before I went to my first uh, ICA car wash show. And I said, you know what, I better sit in on here because there's probably something somebody hasn't told me. And I went through it and I'm like, all these are really good points and things like that. And our service company that outfitted our um, car washes and the salesman or representative. Uh, he did a really good job in pointing out the items that you need to be aware of in due diligence and you know what to expect year one, year two, and, and things like that. Many of the things that I had heard in seeing you for the first time up there moderating it. And uh, one thing that, that my takeaway with was, and now being a reoccurring panelist for it, but back then in 2016 is there was a lot of speak about new modern facilities, ground outs, things like that. And I brought it to your attention and the ICA's attention that, you know, can we have a place in this new investor seminar for, I'll say the little guy in the sense that there's probably half a dozen people in the audience that are looking to spend on an investment less than a million dollars. And I happen to be one of those guys. And you guys brought me on, you know, to be that voice for, that guy like me, that guy like one of our listeners right now that, you know, drove by, saw a place that looked a little shabby, saw a for sale sign, and says, you know what, I could swing five, $600,000 investment. How do I do it? I've really, in my time of knowing you and being involved and volunteering some of my time to the ICA, have really been an advocate for rural self-serve in-bay automatic car washes. And it's really just through my own growing pains that I'm able to to share with others what it can be, you know, and, and it's, it's exciting. I mean, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad to be in this, in this business and glad to have opportunities to work with you and to work with some of the other outlets that encourage folks in our industry or want to be in our industry. Yeah, no, I, we appreciate your input on that. I think, you know, people in the self-serve market kind of felt a little neglected because the big talk is the new exterior express type car washes. And, you know, I, I think there's so much robustness in the in-bay automatic self-serve market. And that's a market that's still growing. I mean, they're still growing. and it It's still as- growing. And, and through this coronavirus period here that, that we're all having to make our way through, We've seen quite a spike, and I speak for the Pennsylvania market, 
many, many of the self-serve car washes are performing at 30 or 40% better than prior years. I think it's due to kind of this isolation factor. So if you can go into an in-bay automatic, stay in your car, get washed, drive away, no interaction with people, no mask required. If you're in a self-serve bay, the same kind of thing. You're in that bay, the person is waiting in their car behind you to use it after you're done. So, you know, social distancing is just a default for our type of business model as, as a self-serve site. We also found that, you know, when many of these states were locked down, that there was limited things that people could do. And fortunately, we, many of the self-serves in the Pennsylvania market were allowed to stay open. And we found that if people could only go to the grocery store and the gas station, they'd sneak a trip in on the way home and go spend 15 minutes at the self-serve just to feel normal. So it's an interesting dichotomy of what's old is new because we think of many of the self-serve sites as outdated as Americana as they can be. There's really been a recent rise and a recent interest in the purchases of local rural self-serve car washes. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, it's kind of an under, you know, it's a market that doesn't get a lot of attention, but I think it's a very healthy, vibrant, and it's a better solution in some cases than a tunnel is. And I think people are realizing that, you know, there's a whole part of the industry that we need to pay attention to. Well, you've known me to, you know, if, if, if there's an underdog market, I'm going to speak for it. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's great. So that's why we're here today. I mean, yeah. you know, no, I think it's good. And I, I'm learning a lot about it too. So I, you know, I spent a little time with Oasis Car Wash Systems, interviewing Curtis Wade and understanding the, the, the whole in-bay automatic world, which kind of helps me a little bit. But tell us about your car washes. We have two sites. Our Hamlin site is situated on, on four acres uh, with 400 feet of road frontage uh, with a uh, touch-free in-bay automatic, three self-wash bays and one self-detail bay. And People often ask me, what, what's a self-detail bay? And this previously was one of the wash bays in its prior life, but we decided to create a dry bay. And we outfitted it with a nice three-motor vacuum, a shampoo machine, a handheld air dryer. We've got an air and windshield wiper fluid machine in there. We've got a vending machine in there and a couple of you know, classic, I think they call them column vending machines, the drop-down towel dispensers and wall-mounted trash cans. And, you know, when we first opened up beyond just having a in-bay automatic and, and all new equipment for that, you know, this was a bit of our pride and joy because it provided our consumer the opportunity to still be under the roof, but be able to be comfortable atmospherically, if I, I can say it that way, because you're in the shade. And you can take 15 minutes to pull everything out of your trunk, vacuum the back of your trunk. And so we really provided this comfort station and called it a self-detail bay. You know, we've got three vacuum islands out there. And then on top of that, as we were growing in our, in our second year, we introduced the self-serve dog wash at Hamlin. And then we also introduced and raised the height limit in one of our self-serve bays to accommodate boats. We're near one of the 
popular lake destinations here in Northeast PA. So we kind of searched around and this is something just to backtrack a little bit. You know, when I was at the show, I would take in and go sit in on some of the meetings of like the West Coast Car Wash Association or the Northwest Car Wash Association. And I kept hearing about boat washes and also, you know, purging the systems and all of that stuff. And it just got me to thinking, hey, wait a second, uh, the lifestyle up around me is all boats, you know. And people were coming in and washing them. But how could I provide a chemistry product that was comparable to some of those products that they may get at the marina shop or at Napa Auto or something like that that they were bug spraying on? And we worked with a couple of chemists at our uh, chemistry distributors. And we came up with a product that we really already had that had, you know, the proper pH balances and, and effectiveness to introduce what we call marine wash, which is a product that is cleaning the hulls of boats, gets rid of the organisms, and, and cleans up well. So we have fun doing that. I happened to be in Spain and noticed that they had these little tiny little racks for people to wash their bikes in. So I had to call around and ended up finding out who the manufacturer was, but I had to import it from Spain. But I put one in, so I put in a bike wash. You know what? Nothing hurts trying to attract people and their lifestyle and make something of it. You know, we're not here just to wash a four-wheel drivable vessel, you know, whether it's an ATV, whether it's a car, an SUV. As we were growing in the business, we looked around in the community at Hamlet. And then last year, 2019, we had the opportunity 13 miles up the road to purchase an existing car wash location that's situated on a half an acre, but on Main Street. And that's the car wash on Route 6 now, and it has an in-bay automatic. It previously had an in-bay automatic and two self-serve bays, and it's got two vacuum stations. It's a postage stamp to what many of your listeners may think, wow, how can you do something on 20,000 square feet? But we're doing it. And basically what drove us to get that site is we found that in that community in Holly, which is about 13, 14 miles away from Hamlin, is I was getting emails or messaging through social media of people that lived in that town that were driving to Hamlin to get their car washed and asking, when are you going to come here? You know, so when we felt comfortable to expand our brand model and the product that we were delivering to the community, we made the jump and took the leap of faith to get a second location. We have our challenges, but in this market up here, we serve a steady population of about twenty to 30,000 in each community. But the big draw up here is Lake Wallenpalpak, and it's the second largest lake in Pennsylvania, and it's lined with thousands of second homes for folks that, you know, normally uh, regularly reside in, you know, New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, and this is their, their summer getaway. So we're blessed with the fact that that twenty to 30,000 population in the summertime grows to 100,000. And so our other challenge between my wife and I is, how do you deliver a consistent product that meets the needs of the people who are here year-round and then meet the expectations of those folks coming out of a more condensed metropolitan area that are used to full-service 
car washes. And I think we've met that through the touchless automatic that we use and really just tweaking the model that we can satisfy anyone who comes in. For the most part, there's always that one customer, but you know what I'm saying. So, But that's a little bit about our two sites. Yeah, it's very interesting. And the different things that you are doing are very interesting too. So you've got that detail bay. How does that detail bay do for you from a financial standpoint? Because you're you're taking away an opportunity to do a self-serve with wands and brushes, but you're offering other services. Is that working out well for you? The financial answer is it would be more profitable as a wet bay and performing that. But for the service that it provides, you know, we just got off this earlier podcast. We were talking about weather. Weather does not drastically affect our customer. So even if they're not washing, we have people that come in on a rainy day and spend a half an hour and they're cleaning the interior of their car. So I'm still attracting a consumer in any condition. You know, people that drive up here, you know, on a, on a Friday night to get there. Kid gets sick in the car. Guess what? Dad's over there at 11 o'clock at night using our shampoo machine, using our vacuum, cleaning up the car. And so it's really, we've been working from a, a very strong retail experience philosophy. What is the guest experience? So would I tell you financially, it's probably a lost leader. It is, but it's still a leader. Yeah. Well, it probably helps the other parts of the business, I would assume. Correct. You know, having windshield wiper fluid for a dollar. When's the last time anyone paid a dollar a gallon for windshield wiper fluid? You know, and we basically just took a stock, I'll mention the brand, you know, J.E. Adams, which you commonly see in your market out there in Colorado and out in the, in the high desert places, is it was an air and water machine to dispense water, which people typically use to fill up their radiators when <laughs> it was a hot day. We looked at the engineering of it and said, hey, wait a second here. We can put a flow jet behind this thing, put a 55-gallon tank you know, on the inside, and distribute windshield wiper fluid. Again, it's just those little quirky things that draw in someone. Someone needs to get a layer. Oh, great. I got some time left on, on here. I can fill up my wiper fluid. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I'd love to have, ac- might do it at home, but I think about it, it'd be great to have access to that as you're doing other other activities. So the dog wash, that's, a, that's you know, a lot, I'm seeing a lot more dog washes. How is that segment of the business? I don't know if there is, you know, in the business, if we tried to sit down and, and say, you know, what is the industry standard? Because with the car washes, we use traffic counts on the highway out in front or the roadway out in front to come up with an equation that says this is how many people you should be able to attract. I don't think it's really been studied or that it's really effective. The dog wash as a concept is us being 20, 30 miles outside of the Scranton metropolitan kind of area, if I could say it, it's still a small city. But I think there's a sense sometimes that people get chagrined that live in the country that they have to go into the city for everything or the city for everything that may be considered good. And we had this old office space from when the former owner had that as a, as a full service. It was kind of an office space waiting lounge. And 
was the right distance and it was just, it was right there. And we said, Hey, you know what? Let's insulate the walls. Let's put up FRP board. Let's put in, we put in a, a nice acoustic ceiling and spray painted paw prints on it and, and put in a nice vented uh, floor system and good wash system and the convenience out front, you park right in front of the door. So, you know, the distance of travel, we really minimized the worry of managing your dog or that lady that wants to go out on a Saturday morning unmade up, just wants to go wash the dog before she gets on with her duties. We really looked at every possible convenience for that dog wash person, and it makes up just shy of 1% of our gross sales a year, I mean dollar-wise. But the flip side of it is, I now have one car on the property. They came in to use the dog wash, but I'm actually going to get two payments out of them because when they're finished washing the dog, it's highly likely they're going to run through the automatic or they're going to run in and rinse off their car. So I'm getting a, from a value perspective, I'm getting a two for one. Yeah, that's a very good point. Or it's one of those situations that, you know, the incidental person, oh man, I didn't know you had a dog wash there. I'm coming back later on today. So it's another one of those amenities that just become a smart business decision on our part as as a business operator for our listening audience, those that may have the space or already do it. It's just one more thing to get that consumer onto your property to find out how much you have to offer. Yeah. No, I think it's a great idea. And watching the big dog at home it can be challenging. <laughs> you know, small towns are, are known for gossip and everyone knows everyone's business. But on the flip side of that is I had veterinarians calling us here. There's three or four in this region and asking for information about it because they wanted to encourage some of their older customers that maybe their dog needed to be washed regularly for whatever medical reasons and they said, can we encourage our customers to use your site? I don't want Miss Smith bending over at the tub at her home because she could throw out her back. And I'm like, by all means. And by the way, here's five you know, gift cards for the dog wash. If you feel someone could utilize them, thanks for endorsing our business. You know, To get an endorsement from a veterinarian for a, a self-service grooming facility, I think it's pretty special. Yeah, that's huge. <laughs> that's huge. You know, you know, so it's part of the experience. It's part, call it the fun factor, but it's just part of a greater experience, you know, that we have water, we have shampoo and Rover can be clean and happy. Yeah, that's fantastic. And then the boat washing is something I hadn't really thought about. I mean, that could be a whole sub niche in the car wash industry, but do they require like boats to be inspected before they can enter the waters there in the lakes? Uh, So yeah, the Pennsylvania Fish and Boat Commission there's a list of rules, and one of the things is, is if you're a day tripper with a boat and you go from different lake bodies, a small lake, whatever, even to the big lake that we have near us, it's required to be washed off. Do they get into specifics with specific chemicals? You know, they're not that picky, but they do like to know that a couple of our lakes, the I guess you call it the launching site, there is someone there that's checking not only to see that you have your boating licenses, but they also ask you when you cleaned it. And if you haven't cleaned it, 
you know, they're not officially there, but they said, you know, just a couple of car washes up here that can help you out before you enter the water. <laughs> so, you know, but they're appreciative of it. Believe me, the, the state agencies appreciate our approach to be helpful to the environment. That's great. Oh, that's fantastic. And, you know, we have a problem in the West with different muscles kind of attaching themselves to the boats. You know, we'll have that inspection process as well, where before you can even bring your boat in the lake, I'll have a ranger inspect it to make sure it doesn't have any contaminants on it. Out here, they kind of take a comb. It's more like a, a moss or an algae buildup. And they can tell, like if you were fishing last weekend and then it's been sitting for a week, they can tell how loose the material is. And they, they really want that off. The caution out here is microorganisms. We don't have mussels out here on, on, on ours. It's easier to find the mussels than it is the microorganisms. But yeah, but it, again, like the dog wash, like anything, it's an amenity and it's a convenience. And many people leave their boats and they have them, you know, docked for the summer. And we really only see a real heavy traffic in October when boats come out of water. But we do, you know, see the occasional thing. But, you know, the nice thing about it is these guys are like that truck guy, like I mentioned in my intro. They're not just spending $3 to start. They're spending $20, $25 because it's going to take them 15, 20 minutes to get around the boat. Yeah, that's a good point. So, you know, you like those big ticket customers and so they're blocking the bay. They're paying for it. Time is money. Hey, Car Wash listeners, we're going to continue this particular podcast next week and create a second installment of this conversation with Dave Edwards. Great information on self-serving in-bay automatics. So thank you so much for listening. Tell your friends about this particular podcast. Let people in the industry know this is out there and it's a great resource for a lot of people. You can go to the Car Wash Magazine website and listen to it on the web under podcast, or you can get this particular podcast anywhere you can get podcasts. So I want to say thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time on Car Wash the Podcast. Car Wash the Podcast is your source for real stories and real business insights from the experts, both in and out of the car wash industry. Our show helps investors, owners, operators, and managers think about ways to enhance their business. Our podcast is a free, on-demand audio program that provides information on the latest trends impacting the industry, tips from successful industry leaders, and inspiration for our listeners.